0: Hi,
1: Theory. theory. Welcome to High Theory.
0: In this podcast, we get high on the substance of theory.
1: I'm Sharunik Bosu.
0: And I'm Kim Adams.
1: We are two tired academics trying to save critique from itself. In this episode, I, Sharonik, talk to Kim about the aura. Okay, question number one. What the heck is the aura?
0: So the aura is what is lost uh-huh. when you reproduce a piece of art. Right. Like when you copy it. Okay. So like when you take a photograph of the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm the difference between your photograph on your iPhone and the Mona Lisa, the gap between those two things is the aura.
1: That is brilliantly put. My next question is how do I use the aura in my life? Give me an example.
0: So you go to the Louvre and you take your iPhone and you take a picture of the Mona Lisa and you're like, oh, that's like not nearly as good as the real one.
1: Okay. I have heard like,
0: um,
1: no, what I've heard is like about the yes. Mona Lisa. I have heard like people are always surprised by how small it is. Hmm. Uh, like, it's apparently, like, tinier than you would expect. Yeah. Like, because we are sort of uh, fixating on the Mona Lisa example. Like- yeah,
0: well, that but that's actually one of the things Benjamin says, um, interestingly. So, like, he's talking about the, like, the camera is his specific mm-hmm. example, too, as to, like, the technology in question rather right. than the art. And one of the sort of functions of the mechanical aperture of the camera's eye is that it... Uh, it can see things that no human eye can see, so it sees things in different proportions. So it makes it zooms things in, right. or you know, it can take small pictures like little tiny corner, you know, whatever um, things that you would never see. Uh-huh. And because we're so used to seeing the Mona Lisa in reproduction, where it is like expanded or made to appear larger than it, right? Uh, then we think it's larger than it is. That sounds
1: legit. Uh, And also, like, uh, I don't know, I mean, I think, did I begin the Mona Lisa example or did you? Anyway, anyway, I think we should uh, move on. My uh, third and final question of the day is, how will the aura save the world?
0: Do you want the real serious answer to this question? I want the real, completely,
1: like, the scarily serious shit.
0: The, like obvious answer is it won't i mean come on fuck off benjamin um but the like real like theory bro answer or like at least the the like the answer that benjamin gives is that like if you if you, well so there are two possible readings of the text i mean there are as many possible readings of the text as there are readers true but there are uh, two sort of mainline interpretations of the text. And one of them, and they're both supported by the text, one of them, Benjamin's, kind of like mourning the loss of the aura. Uh-huh. So in the age of mechanical reproduction, um, the aura is diminished. Mm-hmm. So because we see all these photographs of the Mona Lisa cir- circulating all the time, mm-hmm. um the Mona Lisa's aura is diminished but actually somewhat amusingly the Mona Lisa is enlarged in our imaginations as right. we have discussed but we can think of Benjamin and in a way Marxism is a project that is really culturally conservative in a lot of ways um, or at least Marxists as often very culturally conservative people and the there's this pull towards the past mm. that like we can feel benjamin mourning the loss of the aura but the like straight ahead canonical whatever revolutionary marxist reading of the text would be that benjamin celebrates the loss of the aura because the the loss of the aura is what's going to democratize art right you know
1: i was really interested in what he said about like Marxists being culturally uh, conservative. And you know who, like, I feel like people who are not out-and-out Marxists, when they try to sort of do Marxism, they are more interesting sometimes. And and the text that I'm thinking of is The uh, Soul of Man Under Socialism. And he has, like, a really interesting take on, like, art in a socialist world, which is, like, like in a socialist utopia, you would very... Um, Eradication of monetary yeah, yeah. responsibility yeah. results yeah, in a kind of a different yeah, glory totally. in art.
0: but I think we have lost Benjamin.
1: Okay, let's go back. Uh
0: uh-huh. So how how and will the aura so save the how world? will the
1: aura save the world? And you said that there are two readings, uh, and one of them, which, if I'm guessing correctly, you think is the sort of more accurate one, is that he does mourn the death of the aura while at the same time suggesting that there is a democratization of art that's happening.
0: Yeah. Like, like I think that, you know, the correct reading is that both are going on, but the, um, but the, like the, if we're going to use the aura to save the world, it will be, the aura will bring about the uh, coming revolution
1: mm-hmm.
0: by democratizing art basically, by taking art out of the sort of palaces of the elite or the, you know, museums and institutions of the bourgeoisie and bringing it into the sphere of the proletariat. And cool. so it will, like, the aura will uh, save us by dying, basically.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's sort of like the apotheosis of this idea is when banksy paintings are sold in auction houses
0: yeah i don't know i like but i i think the the weird thing is that the art system or capitalism which are the same have both um sort of um they've they've somehow managed to like swallow art Again, like it, like Benjamin's answer is not like his his reading of this of the scenario is actually not quite correct, right? So he imagines that the camera, um, the invention of photography, the widespread reproduction of images, um, lithography, all of that stuff, um, newspapers circulation circulating images, all of the sort of visual culture of the nineteenth century and the early twentieth century is is what's going to um is going to sort of shake the foundations of culture. Mm -hmm. This would be the cultural Marxist reading in that like shaking of the foundations of of the culture, the sort of also simultaneously will um, shake the foundations of the society as a whole and bring about the revolution. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I think his assumption that technology, specifically the technology of the camera generally the technology of mass production applied to the sphere of culture. The idea that that will do that, that that will accomplish that aim is actually ultimately flawed. Like it doesn't fucking work. History doesn't bear it out.
1: Yes, I mean, that that's true. But I think, you know, we've got him some slack because uh, he is not a
0: prophet. But he fucking thinks he is, man. That all that shit about the angel and the messianic time, the weak That's messianic true. time. Oh I
1: love okay. I interest the philosophy of history is one of my favorite things in the world because it's so it is so high. <laughs>
0: <Theory>.
1: <laughs> anyway, I
0: think Yeah, this is probably the end.
1: Thank you, Kim.
0: Thank you, Sharonic. Thank you for listening to High Theory.
1: If you like our podcast, please review and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Patreon, or wherever you get your podcast fix.
0: Owen Quinn composes our theme music, and Kim Adams and Sharonic Bosu edit our audio.
1: You can also find us at
0: hightheory.net. We hope you have a highly theoretical day.